you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. We're coming off the first losing week in three, but with a bounce as Pfizer's historic vaccine rolls off the line, going to hundreds of locations around the country. Got a blitz of M&A as well this morning. Dow's going to come close to some records at the open. Our roadmap begins with the largest vaccination effort in history. We will watch Pfizer's logistics with the first jabs expected later on today. Plus, cyber breach, the White House acknowledging that both the U.S. Treasury and Commerce Departments were victims to a suspected rushing, Russian hacking campaign. And as Carl said, it is truly an M&A Monday. We've got a lot of deals on tap, of course, the biggest being in pharma. We've got banking, we've got gaming, we've got real estate. Oh, man, Carl, there's a lot of them. We'll get to them all if we can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot in your universe today, David. But let's start with the vaccine. Obviously, we've spent part of Sunday watching some of the B-roll, Jim, of the deliveries beginning to leave Kalamazoo, making their way around the country. Azar is on the Today Show today saying that the general population might actually get some access to these late February, early March. That's a little earlier than we'd heard before. Right. I think that there are a lot of people who just feel that this is something that is May, June, July. It's obviously not. And we really haven't heard from Moderna yet. I think Moderna's going to be great. Uh, there will be a plethora. Of, I've been predicting vaccine glut by the end of the first quarter because I'm still banking on J&J. But, yep, and as you hear these things, you start thinking, you know what, uh, maybe I should make some calls. Maybe uh, CBS is going to have it sooner than we thought. Uh, maybe there's a line. We obviously don't know. And this state-by-state state thing is just the opposite of the way the polio vaccine worked. But, you know, Carl, look, there's no doubt about it that this is a historic moment. And everyone should be, I think, a little bit more happy than they were, say, uh, before November 30th, when we didn't know that we were going to have such good results here. David, you disagree? <laughs> no, of course, I don't disagree. I thought Carl might chime in there. Um, <laughs> no, I don't disagree. It's a it's a momentous day. We all know that. We continue to grapple with a lot of questions. To your point, Jim, is how quickly it will be distributed, how quickly we will get back to some semblance of normal in terms of overall behavior. We'll couple that with the continued um, back and forth from uh, the Senate and the House in terms of any real you know, uh, hope for a relief bill prior to at least uh, President-elect Biden taking office but uh, five or so weeks from now, I guess. So, you know, still a lot of things we're dealing with, Jim, including, unfortunately, rising case counts and deaths as well from COVID uh, right. and and lockdowns. I mean, here in the New York area, New York City, uh, restaurants indoors now not going to be open. Yeah. New York City is adopting a, a posture that I think the country, rest of the country could, which is that uh, the current work uh, the WHO is kind of almost there. CDC almost there. The current work that we're discovering is, is that restaurants are the most dangerous place because you can't wear your mask. And unless the ventilation is correct, it, it, it is an incubator. Uh, I know I, uh, one of the reasons why I closed my place was the work is just so 
uh, it, it's not, it's, it, as Andrew said, it, it, it's science. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The work is, is extraordinary in terms of finding out where people get it um, because it's it basically a super spreader event, David, when you're in a restaurant. And it's terrible. Some people, like Eric Repair, uh, Bernard Den solved the problem because he spent he spent a huge amount of money making it so the air circulates. But it has to do with air circulation, David, and we don't have uh, most places don't have it. So I think that people are going to follow New York. And that's why I think that what you're going to end up with is Chipotle and upgrade today. McDonald's, you're going to you're going to see the companies that know how to do uh, takeout winning because you can't have people in your restaurant. Can't. Uh, although, Carl, to be fair, indoor gatherings appear to be by far the most significant uh, factor in the continued spread of the virus. Uh, although, as Jim says, uh, restaurants are up there. But percentage wise, at yeah. least in New York, from the numbers that we were able to see that the governor released, I think uh, it is simply indoor gatherings. And then, unfortunately, still healthcare workers as well or in the healthcare uh, world where where the rates of transmission are still high. You know, Carl, yeah. one of the things uh, that... Yeah, it was struck by, what, oh, by it, what Gottlieb said, Jim, on Friday, and that was that we can't ask restaurant owners and the workers in the restaurant industry to bear the brunt of the collective action that we need to take, which sort of brings us to this new uh, iteration of uh, compromise stimulus proposal that might be broken into two parts, the less controversial at the front end. Well, look, this is... I'm not pleading for money for this restaurant group. I'm just saying that one of the things that... that Secretary Mnuchin made a point of at the very beginning was we need business interruption insurance. It's not the fault of any restaurants. They're doing their darn best. So, yeah, they got to break up. They got to give these restaurants some relief or else we're really just going to deal with national chains that have very good uh, balance sheets. The uh, smaller guys, they're just going to go out one by one. And the the next thing you're going to discover is any attempt to make it so that there is a tent with flaps but uh, doesn't open. That's going to be shut down, too. Those are big, big uh, places of incubators. Only if it's wide open uh, on two sides would you feel very confident. So I think that people should recognize that Dr. Gottlieb said he he is not going to a restaurant. This is very serious. Uh, And no matter what I did, I felt that I I had some unlimited firepower to make my restaurant so that it could be uh, meet these criteria. And it was couldn't do it. And David, believe me. Uh, the people who do not, I, I'm not bragging that I, you know what I mean. I, I, I have, I'm lucky enough to have means. But David, most of these guys, it's like that week's payroll. So they will go out one by one by one and we'll end up at the end of this with something that we all really enjoy in every city gone. Unless we get relief. No doubt. And the employees that go along with it. Don't forget that. It's not just, uh, obviously, those of us who enjoy going to a restaurant, but it's all the people who work in them. And it's, you know, it is a rolling crisis still, Jim, to your point, uh, although does not appear to be affecting overall. Well, I I shouldn't say, uh, you know, spending. I I had David Berman on on Friday. Retail sales numbers, for example, going to be records. Yes. Records. Uh, So it doesn't even though we have this part of the economy that is suffering and the workers who are associated with it, it does not appear to be affecting spending. No, but there was a fantastic interview this morning on uh, Wex on Worldwide Exchange uh, uh, call where it was a a restaurateur that has a very good following in New York. uh, Just saying, by the way, you can't make money with DoorDash. 
you can. It's more of a PR thing to, to stay in business. Uh, and uh, I find that to be unfortunate because they bid up DoorDash substantially, and DoorDash also does uh, mm. very, very good uh, coverage in the, su- in the suburbs. But when, uh, I, that was, that's many restaurants' experiences, that you're really just doing it in order to be able to stay in business uh, and pay your employees. But because you don't make any money, that's going to end up being a non-starter, too. So everybody who's all excited about DoorDash, yeah. and I, I really like DoorDash, you have to understand that the companies themselves don't make much money on takeout. I, I, on delivery. They can make some money on takeout, but obviously you, you have big rent. And it isn't like you can go to, you can't actually go to your landlord. You can't go to Con Ed. You can't go to, to people who are any of the bills that you keep getting and say to them, you know what, guys, I'm in a jam. Uh, some landlords are kind enough, but what you're seeing is a gradual, uh, let's say, uh, destruction of something that many people live for, which is that the night out after working so, so hard. And what David said is so true. The workers who are just hand to mouth, for heaven's sake, what are they going to do with those people? Okay, good. They'll go on unemployment. All we're doing is asking for these to be open by by May, June, when everyone has the vaccine. But no, they'll get wiped out. You can't restart them. David, mothballing is expensive. No, it is. Listen, on Friday, I think, you know, I tweeted about the 21 Club. That was unbelievable. And I mean, man, what an outpouring there. Now, again, this is a different situation, but somewhat similar. Uh, It's owned by Belmont, which is controlled by LVMH, which, of course, as we know from the Tiffany fight, uh, is controlled by one of the richest men in the world. But that doesn't mean that if you can't open and don't see an opportunity to open for the future, Carl, that you aren't going to, as 21 did, tell all your 148 employees you're gone. You're fired as of uh, March 9th. And yes, Belmont tells me at some point they will try to reopen. But for the foreseeable future, and that was their word, that restaurant is closed. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, um, solving that problem is going to depend on a couple of things. One, of course, is the acceptance of the vaccine. We did get some decent poll numbers out of ABC suggesting that Eight out of 10 Americans are interested in getting it. But, of course, logistics, and that's why we're going to Meg Terrell this morning. Hey, Meg. Hey, Carl. Well, a thrill of hope is the way I saw one analyst from Raymond James put it this morning. These vaccines started to get shipped out from Pfizer over the weekend after getting the FDA's nod on Friday night. 500,000 doses started shipping from Kalamazoo, Michigan yesterday from Pfizer's plant there. Uh, 650 workers at this plant. If there are about 3,000 are working on this. And guys, this is just this week. This is going to continue, of course, until Pfizer distributes all 1.3 billion doses it plans to uh, throughout next year, half of which are going to be made here in the U.S. So in terms of the numbers of locations in the United States this week that are getting shipments, 636 total uh, locations will receive those shipments. Those are designated by the states. 145 places get their shipments today, 425 tomorrow, and 66 on Wednesday. We could see the first healthcare workers getting their shots within hours this morning, guys. Of course, the key question, as you were just talking about, is when will there be enough for everybody? We talked with Pfizer CEO Albert Borla this morning on their supply negotiations with the United States. Here's what he told us. I think right now the U.S. government has asked us for additional 100 million uh, doses, and we are in a position to provide them, uh, but we are working the, the the time frame. We can provide uh, a lot of that in the third quarter. The U.S. government wants it in the second quarter. We are working very collaboratively uh, to try to find a solution and be able to allocate those uh, 100 millions in 
the second quarter, if possible, or a lot of them. Now, but we haven't signed an agreement. We're working very collaboratively, but not an agreement yet. So the U.S. government has already struck a deal for 100 million doses of Pfizer's vaccine. Here we are showing you the historic vaccine race it, uh, that was in the year past and just the, the record time that Pfizer developed this vaccine. Uh, but in terms of the supply of these vaccine doses, working on that, trying to get it uh, earlier than the third quarter for that additional 100 million doses. And guys, last week, of course, the U.S. government announced another 100 million dose deal with Moderna. And we are going to watch that vaccine uh, whole process play out this week with the FDA as well, with documents expected tomorrow, the advisory meeting on Thursday. And if the FDA acts in the same time period, we could see that emergency use authorization of the second COVID vaccine in the U.S. as soon as Friday. Guys? Um, Meg, let me ask you, uh, I've been hearing uh, a lot, including a, a very smart guy, Dr. Mina, uh, at the uh, Chan School of Public Health at Harvard, talking about the notion of the strip, the, sta- the at-home mm-hmm. piece of paper that you take uh, that would catch it before you're infectious, you would just stay home. Uh, it's being used in some countries for phenomenal results. What is the roadblock in our country from doing this? Well, there could be a regulatory roadblock here in terms of concerns that these these tests, which would usually be antigen tests, uh, taken at home. So you wouldn't need a prescription for this. You wouldn't need to get them through the you know through the mail. You could just buy them at your pharmacy, and you could take it yourself. You wouldn't have to send it to a lab to be done. You'd get your results immediately. Um, concerns about the sensitivity of these tests. Um, you know, Dr. Minna at Harvard, you know, has talked about how you could use them in the right way. You could repeat your test if it you know seemed funny. You know, there are ways to use them uh, beneficially, but, you know, there are concerns that it wouldn't pick up um, the infection at the right time. Uh, Real big debate over this. And he believes that this would be incredibly helpful faster and that we in the United States could make tons of these so that everybody could have them. Thank you, Meg. Meg, it's going to be a a fascinating rollout. Obviously, logistics are key. Uh, And then acceptance down the road. Our Meg Terrell on Pfizer's historic day today. We'll take a break. Uh, David mentioned the $56 billion in M&A announced over the past 48 hours. We'll break that down and take a look at the IPO market as well as we do get some downgrades of Airbnb and DoorDash this morning. Futures are green. We're back. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. In a moment. Well, as we've been saying, a busy day. In fact, I think we can call it a merger Monday this morning, given the uh, plethora of deals. The biggest of which, though, was actually announced on Saturday. That is the giant pharma deal, $39 billion, or at least that is what it was worth when announced. Uh, given the decline in AstraZeneca's stock price, it may not be quite worth that. But you can see uh, shares of Alexion are up dramatically. Of course, again, I am talking about uh, AstraZeneca and Alexion entering a definitive agreement in which AstraZeneca will be buying Alexion. The consideration there was 60 bucks a share in cash and 2.1243 AstraZeneca American depository shares. And again, we will keep an eye on those because they did appear to be down as much as 6%. No real overlap between these two companies. I'm told, by the way, that they did begin speaking in uh, the summer. 
uh, let's call it late summer uh, of this, uh, of obviously this year, uh, and that the approach was made by, um, by AstraZeneca. Uh, and clearly they made a lot of progress. Now, you know, could there be another bidder, some would say, because perhaps the premium not as large as some might have anticipated? Seems unlikely. Doesn't appear that there was a fully competitive process or a competitive process in any real way. But at the same time, Jim, you're talking about AstraZeneca, which has a currency here, which is more highly valued than many of the pharma companies it competes against. And being able to use that in conjunction as well with cash there's not many companies that could come along and part with $40 billion in cash for, what, about a $6 billion revenue company. Obviously has some important therapies in rare disease. The chief one amongst them is the Solaris, uh, this uh, 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 monoclonal antibody that is used in a number of different treatments. You have to hope that the uh, pipeline, people say, is strong, makes this deal worth it. I also think that there are people who will say, well, uh, AstraZeneca not doing that well in the vaccine business. So it's got a kind of a double negative. Uh, I feel that these companies, this company has done nothing for years in terms of its stock price. Which, I'm sorry, which? Alexion. Well, they had, remember, for a while they were thought to be an M&A candidate. Then they ran into some serious execution issues and or some other regulatory issues, replaced management, uh, which has cleaned everything up. But their own shareholders didn't seem crazy about their acquisitions, or let's call it their capital allocation. I mean, remember how much the stock went down, I think, when they bought that smaller company? What was the name of it? Uh, Portola? Um, that was, yeah, and then who was Elliott? Yeah, and Elliott is, a, Elliott is a, a significant owner. Well, I have to tell noise. you, I think this is a gift for shareholders because uh, the reason why I think it's a gift is because they've been suffering. But also, uh, there is a pipeline here, and the pipeline was about to come to fruition. This one drug, David, is not something you buy a company for. I, I don't understand AstraZeneca. I think a lot of people don't. The stock has been terrible, and then they talked up the vaccine more than anybody. I felt they had been, uh, other than Moderna. And now, uh, what is going, would you take their vaccine after what's going on? No. It, it, yeah, the data that they shared and the way they shared it, it was a little unsettling, I guess. Wasn't it? Yeah, well, particularly the mistake in the terms of the dosing, and then they went with the half dose and... That was odd. Yeah. Um, as for uh, Alexion, again, it is an ex- has an expertise in rare disease development uh, and commercialization. They are talking about the fact that they have 11 molecules across more than 20 clinical development programs and a spectrum of different indications. And again, they, they do have products on the market. This is not a pre-product, $6 billion or so in revenues. Guys, we got some other deals to get to. Let's quickly mention that bank deal. Um, Huntington Bank shares. I don't know, Jim. I feel like we're on the... We're, in, you know, uh, on mad money here in the lightning round. Do you know anything about Huntington Bank yeah, shares? I mean, obviously, Bank's very big Ohio is, Bank. Very this well is run. a significant deal for this company. Uh, you know, uh, quite a large uh, transaction, about $7 billion or so, or roughly there, the in terms of what it's going to amount to. Yeah. And t- TCF is a very well-run company. I think that this is, other than First Horizon uh, and Truist, there haven't been a lot of deals. I think it's good news. Good news. Yeah. Oh, Carl, go ahead. Uh, Carl, let's get back over to you. About 40% of its size is TCF. So, I mean, it does give you a sense as to the size here. Guys, as you're talking, uh, Governor Cuomo of New York holding a press conference and embedded within that press conference is a live shot, which we're about to take a look at now, of the first uh, vaccinations in New York. Uh, Two Northwell Health employees have volunteered to be the first to be vaccinated. One is uh, Yves Durasseau, uh, chair of emergency medicine at Lenox Hill. And I believe this is Sandra Lindsay at Long Island Jewish Medical Center. So with that, Dr. Chester will turn it over to you. Thank you. 
morning again. Good morning. How are you feeling today? I am feeling great. Okay, so we're going into the left deltoid. historic moment, Jim, uh, is an understatement because, as Meg Terrell reminded us earlier this morning, April 23rd was the first patient dosed in the trial. And here we are already on December 14th. Go back and look at the literature of when this started. People were just comparing, saying, listen, if mumps took four years, this could take a very, very long time. That's why I regard, I regard it as miraculous. I know that there are a lot of people who are very cynical and already have reasons why they wouldn't take it. Uh, those are people who uh, are going to get COVID because this thing is all around us. I cannot believe, David, how many people I know right now in the town that I live in who have COVID. And it is it is very, very concerning. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And so this is a race and we need everybody to take this thing. Yeah, that was a great thing to watch. Wasn't it? Even though I don't like needles, it's still life. It was great to watch. So, well, then, you know, Theranos might be for you. Remember, she didn't like needles. Yeah, the pen prick. Yeah, let's yeah, not bring like, that up in a conjunction with this. Let's. Right. Yeah, uh, that was just it's great. You to mentioned watch, the needles. registered nurse. No, I, I was did. Gonna, you know, I, I feel did. Like clapping. There's a fantastic ad by uh, what? Uh, forget which Maimonides Hospital, which is the ho- Montefiore yeah. Hospital that that applauds all of these workers. I mean, incredible. I don't have any idea how they go to work every day. I don't know. To your point, unfortunately, they're dealing with it as bad as it has been in many areas and stretched as thin as they have been. So the fact that they are now able to get the vaccine, and obviously this lady is going to need another dose in, what, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah, it has to have it also. Right. Right. Uh, But the fact that it is available has got to be a huge, uh, take a huge psychological burden off so many of them who we are all in debt to. And did that come, it came right from uh, one one of their plants. It wasn't easy. We know how hard it is to get it. We've been doing, Brian Sullivan's doing excellent pieces about how difficult it is to get it to rural areas. Cool. Yep, we're going to check in with Brian a little bit later on this morning, guys. Uh, we'll take a break. A lot of calls to get to this morning, including McDonald's, as Jim said, uh, some Ulta, some Clorox, some Airbnb and Dash and Disney. Don't go. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? 
Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Hi. All right, we've got about two minutes before we start uh, with trading on this Monday morning. Let's squeeze in a mad dash. McDonald's. Yeah, David, I know that you appreciate the work of the uh, UBS Evidence Lab. Well, the Evidence Lab is cooking up a juicy 2021 upgrade to buy McDonald's, and I think it makes a lot of sense. The stock has, has lagged. There's a bunch of new things. They've got some menu innovation that's going to be very important. Uh, they have uh, technology they're putting to work. And believe it or not, there is a new chicken sandwich. Well, we have seen what Popeye's did with this chicken sandwich. It's been fabulously well-received. Uh, this is a good note, but I think you could wonder whether we should be in something as defensive as McDonald's with the world opening. And I come back and say, get used to eating at McDonald's because your restaurant's going to be closed. Still. Yeah. For the foreseeable future. For the foreseeable future, but then it's very hard to restart a restaurant. I think Chipotle's been a big winner this period. I don't know. Darden can certainly tough it out. I think Cheesecake can tough it out. But I think that your local coffee shop that was featured by uh, Jerry Seinfeld, I don't know. Yeah, it's rough going. It's rough going. Uh, Even if you build something outdoors that has heating, it's still, when it gets cold, it's just cold. Oh, and then the Department of Everybody comes after you. You know, transportation, public health. They don't want it. Well, I don't know. They're, they're incurred. They want to. I mean, Carl, they want to keep them in business in New York, for example, and other urban areas in L.A. where they've closed them as well. But it's not easy. It really isn't, guys. And as to Jim's earlier point, the economics of delivery, even with all the ancillary tools we now have, Jim, uh, the margins are just not what they are. If you can use the same silverware, the same plates, yeah, and put people in the building. Right. Uh, there's I mean, the, uh, it's the liquor. There's the opening bell. You don't get the liquor orders. And the liquor. That, that, that's right. You don't hang out for the extra hour at the end of the meal right. and order another bottle of wine. Um, nice breath here, uh, 36.84, Jim. Uh, interesting note out of uh, Goldman this morning, Costin taking a look at SPACs and the amount of money they are going to have to spend over the next couple of years in acquisition targets, some 60-plus billion dollars uh, is that's, when we talk about money on the sidelines, that's going to be a big part of it. Yeah, I was thinking that David is going to have a field day because uh, Costin's talking about $300 billion of M&A activity. Because, because of SPACs, uh, I, I find that the, the lack of, of knowledge about how they work it, it is just incredible. They're, they merge with somebody else sometimes. And you don't know what they drop and then they come back well, and they're controlled by I mean, Reddit. It's funny because some consider it an M&A event. But really, of course, as we know, it is it is uh, it is a replacement for going public. So right. uh, it does involve so-called merger. But really what it is is another way for uh, companies to go public. So many of which we have featured here in the last few weeks 
Amazingly enough, today I think we will be spackless on uh, on Squawk on the Street. Although I might be wrong, I might maybe something's coming up on Squawk Alley that I'm not aware of. But where again, a company that has already raised the blind pool announces their deal, Jim. We've made the point many times. They were talking to Jim Coulter earlier on Squawk Box from TPG, which has had a number of them, including one we talked about on Friday. Right. One of those EV companies that went up over 100 percent. Right. But this is going to be with us for a long time. There is a lot of firepower there for these companies that have raised the money in the capital markets that are going to have to deploy it. And the question continues to be, will you see a diminution in the quality as so much money chases companies or will they find new places that they come from or new things to do? You know, obviously, it's not just going to be development stage companies or companies. You're also looking for carve outs from from big companies right. as well. Uh, and on and on from there. Private equity has been a significant uh, contributor to SPACs of the companies themselves. It's another route to take their companies public. Well, I, so I have this uh, is not going to stop. I have QuantumScape on tonight. It's okay. one of the most Again? popular. No, I haven't had one for oh, you. Haven't. I just featured them. I recommended them. Oh, when, okay. I recommended them when the deal closed at three. Oh, that's right. We had them on this show yeah. actually. Quite yes. I, yeah. I rec- yeah. Well, that interview that you did was fantastic, and I don't know. You could argue I shouldn't bother, except for since that time, the stock's gone from three billion to thirty billion. No, you've, you've. I know you've been focused on it on Mad Money and done at least one piece on it. Well, yeah. Well, it was a good recommendation. I didn't think it would go up uh, ten times in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But it's EV, David. It's it's batteries. They have a battery that 15 is 15 minutes. It's 15 cheaper, minutes, 80 percent. It's better. It doesn't go on fire. I mean, it is. Just, the board is great. Volkswagen's put 100 million into it. It's a fantastic company. But at a certain point, maybe, you know, call, yeah. look at the chart. I mean, it, people are making so much money. I'm calling it, by the way, I'm changing it. No longer Robin Hood. Reddit. I don't know if you watch Reddit, Carl, but Reddit's in charge right now. And there's someone who's decided to Palantir has to go up today. Today is Palantir Day on Reddit. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at Reddit now. Uh, I'm thinking what Goldman is. You know, Costin, sorry, I like Reddit. I know. Yeah, Reddit's got M&A of its own today in, in Dub Smash. Right, that's why I made it. You know, they're doing something with TikTok. David, what do you, what do you know about that TikTok deal? Man, I, I don't. Uh, nobody, everybody never, everybody stopped talking to me about the TikTok deal. And then you don't hear a thing. Walmart and Oracle, remember that? Remember when we talked about TikTok almost every day? Right. Well, Oracle's moving to Texas. And then the deadline Texas. has we been extended and extended again. Yeah, Oracle is, uh, is moving to Austin. It's funny. I had heard that they might be moving, but uh, Colorado is another name. But, yes, we have this continued outpouring of companies, at least their headquarters and or the new hiring they're doing to other areas. Austin's going to get awfully crowded, Jim. Well, one thing that is absolutely true, Carl, is, is that the, the flow of news in December, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, so you, look, we had the Fed a couple of years ago did devastating things that hurt the market. That was uh, Jay Powell learned not to do that. But uh, just, I mean, look, we're in Zoom world, for heaven's sake. And there's deals everywhere. You, know, you remember there used to be handshakes and big bottles of wine and Scott Barchet took you out to Bernard Dan. That's a reference <laughs> to a fabulous lawyer. We look at Paul Weiss. And, 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 and now, David, it's like, hey, they press a button. They docu-sign. You know, I think companies are buying companies they don't even know. To, to your point in talking to the people who uh, engineered the largest deal that we saw this weekend again, we'll call it Merger Monday, but the AstraZeneca deal that we were talking about, yeah. all done on Zoom, the entire thing. Oh, Every negotiation, uh, there was no in-person meeting between the CEOs, I'm told. Uh, and that just goes to show what you can do. I mean, at this point, there is a level of comfort now with Zoom in terms of negotiating these enormous transactions where people are fine. Yeah, yeah. Eric Yuan named uh, Time's business, uh, business person of the year. He's one of the greatest. I mean, Eric, Eric Yuan is, is joyous. 
he, he's so happy. He, he loves his job. And he's done such a job that I think that people are saying, why do I ever need to have a big travel and entertainment budget going forward? Carl, I think the margins are going to well, improve for a lot of companies because you're not going to fly out people to, uh, to parts that they're not there to shake hands. That's over. Yeah, it's over. We're back. Interesting. It's an interesting debate that's developing, Jim, about how sticky some of these habits are going to be. I noticed J.P. Morgan cut BJ's and, and Michael's today. We believe our COVID-19 beneficiaries will continue to be in the guilty until proven innocent camp, until we know what the economy looks like in April and July. Well, I think a lot of people have learned to make a lot of money, I mean, save a lot of money. The Costco uh, conference call was really spot on. Uh, they were talking about travel, uh, airplane tickets, how expensive they are, hotels, how expensive they are, and the just and going out, drinking too much, how expensive they are. And David, what you have is a balance sheet of cash that would have gone to these things that we spend on as Americans. We spend a lot of money on travel. We spend a lot of money on air on airplanes. And David. Now it's just in the bank. Well, and those of us who are lucky enough to have uh, to be able to do that, though, Jim, are very much looking forward to doing it again. Well, you are, but you've saved a lot. I'm getting ready. And I know you are, too. Yeah, I but just don't know when when they when they wave the flag that lets us go. But, but I'm running to that. I'm running to whatever I got to run to. But this, like, this, like it's the what's the one where they run to their cars? Le Mans, where, where is it? Where they, you know, whatever, where they sprint to the car and then you get in the car. Well, I, I will That's say, Carl, if you went to uh, there was a BJ, so it was so crowded this weekend, I, I opted not to go. <laughs> but there the idea that you suddenly you join Costco, like many people, and then you decide, you know what? I don't like to save money. I don't like free samples. I don't like to get uh, good deals. Well, th- no, those are things that actually you do want. And I don't think you start saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start going back to the places I went to where I, where I paid more money, felt not safe, and didn't have the, uh, the breadth of product. That's what I, they'll do, Carl. I mean, why go elsewhere? Costco's great. David, Costco is a, it's called a, it's a chain, and you get a membership I told card. you I've been there once. Jim Senegal took me on a tour years ago. It was like a, on a high school Seattle. trip or something? <laughs> high school? Field trip? High school was a long time ago, my Field friend. Trip. A long time Carl, ago. Carl, I mean, you know, the David, um, I, I don't know if he even uses Amazon. Probably no, we for do. Chewy. Wait, are you kidding? For right. Chewy? Oh, my God. We use that. Do, do you like Chewy? I just saw a Stitch Fix box the other day because you've been talking about that you stock a lot the $200 lately. box? I don't know what it was. I don't open those. They're not for me. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. No, we use the, all that. How about course, Chewy? For your dog? Been, excuse, uh, no. Why don't you get Chewy? They'll okay. send you a painting of your dog. Okay, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, Carl. There's nothing like Chewy. We bought some. We bought some yeah, uh, toys. Yeah. Some my Hanukkah vet, toys. My, you know, the dog doesn't. My know. vet is a little bit. My vet's not completely sold on Chewy, but uh, I mean, really? I know I know you're a fan, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I, we'll talk is about that. Is your vet anti Pfizer at some point? Does your vet? Does your <laughs> doctor favor Moderna over <laughs> Pfizer? <laughs> Um, Jim, I do want to get you on some of the rebalancings that are coming up. We know about Tesla uh, going to the S&P a week from today, but some new NDXers, including Peloton and Marvell and Okta and American Electric Power. 
it, it's working. I mean, I was looking at Marvell and saying, wait a second. And no one likes that. It didn't, they, people didn't like the quarter. My chapel just knows it. And then bingo. And then what happens is the charts, uh, the charts change and all the chartists get involved and people start buying fractional shares. And uh, Okta is one of my absolute favorites. That's the passport onto the web. Uh, and it's not moving, whereas Marvell is moving. But I, I don't really get the which ones are which. But Marvell has got fabulous 5G. And 5G, I get a piece of research every day, David, which says 5G is much bigger than you realize. The total addressable 5G. And I want to ask you something. Yes, sir. I, I had some 5G people on last week. I didn't see go. The stock is up gigantic. You had some 5G people on last week? I didn't see go. That's a 5G oh, okay. company. Yep, yep. And when I was listening, it's very clear, David, that you might not want cable. You just made one 5G. Yeah, if you think that it is robust enough to actually provide what you need to. And Sego is pretty much saying it is. Um, now, you still need the cable plant. It's you not need like it, it for high speed. Yeah, but you still, you know, it's not like it's going from way far away. It's still got to get very close to your home and then get in wirelessly. Well, that's what they're saying Using the plant. And that's so, what they're saying can happen. Yeah, I mean, that's why the likes of Charter, for example, and Tom Rutledge uh, are not particularly concerned about the competitive impact over time of... 5G, they'll watch, they'll see. They have their own wireless service, of course, that they're also right. offering at the Charters and Comcast, our parent company of the world. But, Jim, I don't know that they're as concerned about it because they feel like, well, let's see how it develops. And if there's something they need to do, they'll, they'll move on it. They but, can just buy them. They can buy in Seago yeah, for heaven's I mean, sake. They can buy those companies, but, you know, you right. can't buy in a uh, T-Mobile at this point. It's funny. I, I keep tracking the market cap of T-Mobile, Jim, because... Um, it's 164 billion now. AT&T is 222 billion. Incredible. But they're getting closer and closer. AT&T actually had stock. a good week last week, or decent, because I think just they're selling. I guess the Directv. I, I'm not quite sure exactly what people were focused on. Obviously, they moved past the Warner thing. By the way, guys, Disney did get downgraded. Oh, it's valuation yeah, call from uh, from BMO this morning, but it is. Well, I mean, after that move, that. Jim, what did we end up on Friday? What was the move? Was it, it was double 17? digits, wasn't it? It was up 17. 17%? Yeah. Uh, look, that was a fantastic conference. I mean, one of my favorites is this Christine McCarthy who decided to stay on, the CFO, uh, presents a level of rigor that most companies don't have. What are you like? What are you doing? No, no, I'm trying to figure out. It was up like 11%. It was up a huge number on no, but, yeah. but, you know, the this was points, a, maybe. It, was it wasn't chimerical. The numbers yeah. are going to be very big. Enormous. And, and, uh, you, but there's been multiple revision. David, oh. you, you want to sell a stock that relies on theme parks three months before we're inoculated? And uh, people are going to be going to Disney. And also they're going to maybe go back to the movies one day? I don't know. I'm always worried that, well, you have a lot of hair, but I'm always worried in the back. That's where you're going to get to COVID. From chair? That's ridiculous. Well, they, they tend to wipe them down. That's ridiculous. Would you take the cruise ship with me? You've seen Norwegians now I double? didn't take a cruise ship before the pandemic, so that's not exactly top of my list. But I do want to talk to you about one of those homes that you have. Why don't you, why don't you stay in PSA, in an orange PSA warehouse? Uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Oh. I was wondering, what are you talking about? But then I realized PSA is the symbol for... Uh, Public storage. Who knew it was a forty billion dollar market cap company? I bet you did, but I didn't. I do. So I, I looked I, at I, it. I love them. But Elliot, this morning, uh, man, this is a long letter they got right. here with a bunch of nominees. What's interesting, Jim, is that most people think that the company's done pretty well. That was my and been impression. Been operating well, 
Elliot seems to say, yeah, you are doing pretty well, but you still could be doing better. And right. so even though you just put three new board members on, we kind of think. Made a good acquisition. Yeah, maybe you should put more on and focus even more on spending money in the right way. They, they have new management the last two years, but there is the invested capital growth in the total share of return versus the ones they picked is, is suboptimal. Um, but PSA is right. a Well, it's company. all about the group, right? So they right. picked Hube and LSI and EXR, I suppose. But what I, again, you know the company. You followed them. You have the, the CEOs the come on your show a yeah. number of times, yeah. right? The pioneer in the group. So is there really an opportunity here for improvement, or is it a weird one for Elliot to be going I, after? I think there's some corporate governance issues that weren't fully addressed by these new board members. Uh, I do believe that they could be even more aggressive than they are, but I think that they made a really good acquisition. Uh, I wonder whether they made the acquisition important. I mean, look, Elliot, when Elliot gets involved, with the exception of AT&T, they want instant uh, growth. And there are more things that PSA could do. And they want better governance. They feel that a lot of the board members are too tied in with other companies in an area. I, look, I don't think it's anything that is uh, they're not awful. How about that? Right. They're not one of those companies that, are, that you just say, wow, that company's awful. No wonder. But they obviously could do better versus some of the others in the group. But I've liked it. I, I, this was a stock I recommended in 2007 when it, it was probably the best performer out of the Great Recession. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they do talk about what they say is lagging same-store sales growth, what the company it says is not the case. Uh, and it's very much unclear. Listen, we don't know whether there's going to be a proxy fight. No, but we're going to have to stay company. close because it's, we'll watch it's, it. it's a good you – know, I, I yeah. think that it could be a win-win for people. I also felt that way about Crown Castle. So far, I've been very wrong. Crown Castle, another name where Elliot's gotten right. involved. I've been yeah. very I mean, They are the most active of all the activists, I think, Carl, if you – if you just measure it in terms of market cap of the companies they're going after, not to mention actually each individual deal. So we do keep a close eye on Elliot. Yeah. In the meantime, all sectors green. Uh, Disney, really the only Dow stock lower on that downgrade. Fresh closing high. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, yep. And it's vaccine hopes. Uh, we've got new highs on the Russell 2000, new highs on the Dow, really close on the S&P. If you take a look here, uh, the vaccine hopes are very clear because the biotech stocks, the IBB is doing really well, banks and energy. There's your reopening story right there. Uh, tech lagging a little bit and consumer staples also lagging as well. It's the reopening stocks that are moving, your usual, your cruise lines. Uh, energy stocks like Apache are really strong. Uh, Marriott and the hotels all up. There's your reopening story. A lot of optimism there. So why all the bullishness? Well, the market's thinking a lot of things are going to go right. And that's the problem because things could go wrong very easily. But we're, there's a stimulus hopes. Maybe it'll be one piece. Maybe it'll be two pieces. We don't know. But there'll be some pieces that are going to pass. A smooth rollout of the vaccine. Uh, the markets on earnings are saying there's going to be a significant reopening in the second quarter of 2021. And everybody knows value. Valuations are stretched 22 times 2021 numbers, but they say it's justified because we're going to have an historic expansion of pent up demand in 2021. This is the reasons for the bullishness. Like I said, a lot's got to go right here. Elsewhere over the weekend, a couple things caught my eye. Hackers getting into computers at the Treasury Department and elsewhere. Ouch. These cybersecurity ETFs have been on fire all for the last six months. Huge inflows, huge amounts of money being put into them. Of course, it's not necessarily saving the world. FireEye itself got hacked at a rather embarrassing admission uh, last week. But nonetheless, the company, corporate America, individuals love these thematic ETFs, solar, robotics, social media, cybersecurity. This is the way the public is investing thematically these days. Uh, on the IPO front, 
Well, we had a great one with Airbnb last week, but we've got a downgrade already. Gordon Haskett, remember, Airbnb priced, what, at 68, opened at 146, already got a downgrade. Gordon Haskett said, obviously, the valuation, but when they polled their investors, they said an overwhelming majority of investors in this stock that they have spoken to are interested in realizing quick gains. That's not a surprise given the numbers, but that's a pretty modest decline that we're seeing today. Speaking of IPOs, the IPO ETF is on fire been going nowhere for years and this year it's exploded 700 million dollars in assets under management up 100 percent and it's going to be rebalanced this week and people are paying attention because there's a lot of money uh, indexed to these etfs these days so they're going to have airbnb go in their ipo etf at the close on friday doordash is going in uh good rx is going in palantir is going in nobody used to care about these rebalancings because the money was small but now the money is really huge speaking of rebalancing the biggest one of all time has happened on friday tesla is going to go into the s p 500 at the close on friday this will be the largest rebalancing in history other big uh, rebalancings that ipo etf and the nasdaq 100 is going to rebalance as well we're talking carl about maybe 80 billion at the minimum going uh, that they're going to have to buy of Tesla. People are indexed to that. That means $80 billion to sell of everything else. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Hopefully, we won't see any major chaos or movement. But you never know when something is this <laughs> big. Goes to the power of indexing. Carl, back to you. Uh, you got that right, Bob. It's going to be fascinating. Thanks. Uh, coming up, if you missed it a few moments ago, a picture of Sandra Lindsay, a critical care nurse who became the first in New York to receive uh, the vaccine, an historic moment and wonderful to see. Uh, speaking of which, we're going to talk with the former FDA commissioner about today's vaccine rollout in a bit. As we go to break, though, take a look at the bond market as we kick off a new week. Treasury yields rising across the board. Uh, COVID vaccine distribution optimism around stimulus also in focus. Yields in Europe up from one month lows on hopes for a Brexit deal as the UK and the EU have agreed to keep talking. And that also gave a big lift to the pound, erasing most of last week's losses against the dollar. Squawk on the streets, back in a moment. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? Hot show tonight. We got lied all the week, the mask part, the, the actual fiber weave that makes it so that it really, a mask really works. Uh, we have Quantumscope down with David already. Uh, he already, yeah, you broke the ground on Quantumscope, but we're going to follow up. And then one of the most exciting companies I know, Veru, V-E-R-U, with some breakthrough news this weekend that we're going to follow up on. Healthcare. All right, Jim, that's a heck of a way to kick off the week. We'll All see you right. tonight. Thank you. Uh, congratulations on your win last night. That was fantastic. Oh, my. <laughs> we'll see you. Mad oh. Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 